are uh, just getting underway during the sunny lunchtime hour. You're listening. It's a bright, sunny Thursday, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We're also uh, slowly connecting now with our Facebook connection, where we also simulcast the program. At least this is the noon report live on Facebook, and we'll let everybody file in with that. And folks, this portion of the program, right now it's 12.07. On this sunny Thursday, and you heard, boy, it was very chilly last night. And uh, at least some nice sunshine and weather that we're going to enjoy over the next uh, next couple of days. Because, uh, boy, last night, like many of you, you know, there was a good, I, I read a good article recently where they were saying that, you know, the real New England especially our part of the uh, New England, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. And the the thing to do is, you know, you have to wait until Halloween before you put on the heat. But it it was cold last night. It was definitely cold last night. This portion of the program, but sunny, it is sunny. And we'll take the sunshine. And good again, good afternoon to everybody that is joining in, tuning into the program. We are uh, we this we call this the noon report for those that that watch it and I I uh, hear from so many different people that people schedule that people that work they enjoy catching up well like what's the the news of the day what's the real news of the day as a matter of fact with uh, with what's happening and they they want some kind of a uh, an idea of what is some of the the news that is uh, taking place and what's going on well folks this this is it this is where you can catch it. It is, in fact, the noon report right here on the John DePietro Show. In this portion of the program, folks, it's brought by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And I'm so glad that they are having such a terrific, uh, fantastic fall season. Family-run business, and they put out quality. Uh, they are so dedicated. And, folks, it is an absolute, you know, they go all in when you're running a local business seven days a week. But the quality they put out, the service that they offer, that's why, I mean, I hear from so many different people that go different places and they say, you know what, Juan was right. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, they are tops. Seven days a week, gift certificates are available. Look for them on Facebook right now. Of course, they have the homegrown mums and kale are outstanding. Four-inch, six-inch, nine-inch, 12-inch ornamental peppers. Everything you need also for all your fall decorating. I think it's great. More people are decorating their homes, their businesses, their property with pumpkins and straw and cornstalks and gourds and sugar pumpkins. Stop in. Remember also local honey. This is also the best time to plant trees and shrubs. Get them growing now. They need, you know, less watering is needed, cooler temperatures, and they have the fantastic... Abravite, the green giant placata, deer-resistant trees, whether they're three feet or 11 feet, uh, provides a nice, it provides privacy, but a nice natural border instead of throwing up a fence. Mulch, screen loom, crushed stone, pickup and delivery. Folks, look for them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. I want to thank them. They're so terrific. They are loyal sponsors of the program, and I always get great feedback from people that then visit them. Stephen Debbie Jr. Byron, PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Well, folks, right now it's uh, 10 minutes past 12. It's 1210 on this Thursday. It is October 20th, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Good afternoon to everybody watching on Facebook Live. You can share that you're watching. You can send stars to the program. People enjoy our FB Live. The only uh, breaking news live stream in the area. And then, of course, good afternoon to everybody who enjoys listening to the radio show, uh, where we cover, obviously, you know, we cover whatever happens to be in the news. And whether it's, in fact, the news that's, you know, going on right now in uh, the Massachusetts area, good afternoon to everybody in Uxbridge and Douglas, and uh, really even right up at Bellingham and even up into to Worcester. But, uh, but, but I, you know, as you heard at the top of the news, the British Prime Minister has resigned. I'm not going to get into that so so much. We, we'll leave that for some of the, the national shows. But um, what you're seeing right now, folks, and this is so um, so important with, with what's happening right now with this governor's race. 
So I also see that Larry Valencia, huge progressive, used 2500 for personal use. He was a short-lived campaign. This is the Boston Globe for lieutenant governor this year. He was the president of Operation Clean Government. Um, I'm just wondering if they list what was the personal use that he used it for. Um, he kept cash, received at a fundraiser, wrote checks to himself. And, um, you know, maybe that's why he ran, as a matter of fact. Oh, okay, he admitted that he, maybe that's why he, he needed the money, as a matter of fact. He has no accounting records to prove it. So, but there's, there's a lot going on. So you have that. I want to once again also just point out, and I want to, um, you know, even if folks, I step away from the picture, what the Kalis campaign needs right now. Now, listen, they're making headway. Ashley Kalis, I met with someone this morning, and I'm not going to say who, but he said he voted yesterday. And he, you know, he voted for Ashley Kalis. He and his wife, they went, they voted early. And he voted for um, Ashley Kalis. So th- there's there's that. And, and I think there's... More people out there that they they are just they're upset with the direction where things are going. They don't like all these insider deals. There is um, right now Governor McKee, as we've talked about. Listen, there, there's no question he is in the lead. The question is, can he hold on to the lead? Can he hold on to the lead? Can he? Now, I I think they also have to be cautious. With Governor McKee, here's what we know right now. Minute, uh, hear me out. At 12 minutes past 12, he he doesn't dislike his Republican challenger Ashley Kalis. I I get the impression that they despise her, and it's not just him. There's um there, there's you know him, his campaign, his people around him. They absolutely despise her, and I I, I find it. I will be surprised. I'll say this on this Thursday. So we look at the calendar. And the way the calendar shapes up, there's still next week. So you have today, tomorrow, this weekend. Weekend's a big, but you have all of next week. And then Governor McKee did agree to a debate on Halloween. And then the final Channel 10 debate, the final debate for Governor, Governor McKee, Ashley Kalis, is slated for Thursday night, November 3rd. Now, someone floated out to me last night that if on the 3rd, just hear me out, but if on November 3rd, that Thursday, if Governor McKee suddenly announced he had tested positive for COVID, there's no final debate. What does that mean? You know, these he's, he's mild symptoms, but resting comfortably, communicating with staff. They could pull the plug. He could go underground. What would happen if Governor McKee said, you know, COVID is the new excuse to get out of things. It just is. I said that. You know, they did a, um, well, they did, I believe they did a test balloon with that. And that was yesterday was supposed to be the lieutenant governor's radio debate. What did they announce? That she tested positive for COVID. No one questions that, by the way. The media doesn't say we want proof of that. The media doesn't say, you know, if you hear that someone tested positive for COVID, no one says, are they in the hospital? No one says, how serious is this? All you have to do is say that the person tested positive for COVID and then mild symptoms, covering at home, isolated they did that with the lieutenant governor. Do you notice no one this week is saying, where's Lieutenant Governor Matos? It's an acceptable excuse from to the media that the media doesn't push on. It, it's not a scheduling error. It's not saying I want to back out of it. So someone last night floated to me that if the morning of November 3rd, that Thursday, if Governor McKee announced that he had COVID, that puts him off the campaign trail in the bunker Thursday, Friday, Saturday, probably even Sunday, emerges on the Monday, 
the day before the election and then goes and votes on the Tuesday. And no one really keeps following up. No one keeps following up. No one in the media says, can I see your negative test? No one says, can I see your positive test? Taking all precautions. Just resume things as normal. It's the new satisfactory excuse. If you take that out. Now, the governor had a medical procedure, put him in the hospital. That wasn't this past weekend. It was the weekend before. No one has followed up on that. No one. They didn't have to say there were a lot of questions. What type of procedure? Why did he have to go in with covid it's an excuse. No one is questioning how is Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos feeling? How long is she going to have this? Lieutenant side, she's at home, taking care of herself. I wouldn't be surprised. You'll see her back out doing events, you know, tomorrow, maybe Saturday, I'm sure. Saturday, they'll be there. They're all going to be at Roger Williams Park for a big labor thing. I, I am curious to see. If Governor McKee is going to do the Channel 10 debate on Thursday, November 3rd. And I'll tell you why. Number one, Ashley Kalis needs that debate. She's trailing. She needs she needs to generate interest in the race. She needs to shift points. She needs free media. She needs the news to dominate on a story that is positive for her and is negative towards Governor McKee. And right now, not really getting that. I go through with you what the headlines are. She's going to need that debate. I think there's an argument, the way it was explained to me, that the McKee people could say, at that point, there's nothing to be gained by him going on the stage. There's nothing to be gained by doing the Channel 10 debate. Nothing. If anything, if, if Governor McKee learned anything, it was after... The Channel 12 debate before the primary where Helena Folks did well, she rallied and then beat him on primary day. He won because of mail ballots. So I would be surprised if they didn't learn a lesson from that. It's my understanding the McKee people told the Kalis campaign, we will give you three debates. I want want you to remember that. We'll give you three debates they did Channel 12. <coughs> Excuse me. They did Providence Journal Public Radio Monday night. Um, last Thursday night. Excuse me. Last Thursday night. Yesterday they announced they'll do a radio debate. Hmm. That would make four debates. But what was promised? Three debates. If the McKee, if Governor McKee suddenly came down with COVID, which is out there. It is. It's floating around. The numbers are out. He's an older man, even though you've been vaccinated, had the boosters and so forth. Plus, he's got his mom. Plus, out on the campaign trail. You don't want to spread it that way. But if he didn't do the Channel 10 debate, I believe they can still say we did three debates. And what what is Channel 10 going to do? What are they going to do? If he doesn't do the debate, there's a good chance that he could win the election. And then you know what you do? You turn around and you give Channel 10 your first interview as the governor. They may not like it. They may cry foul. But what is Ashley Kalis going to do? I don't think Channel I don't think Channel 10 would do the empty podium. That's reserved for. That's reserved for someone who's blowing off a debate or won't commit to a debate. It's a difference between someone canceling because of illness. Now, we'll, we'll see. Obviously, for, for our purposes, I certainly hope the governor will do it. But I think Lieutenant Governor Matos canceling Lieutenant Governor debate this week, and there's been no blowback. All they did was, oh, they rescheduled it. It's next week, supposedly. Oh, it's next week. And even that, that's just a radio debate. Now, listen, I'm on the radio. <laughs> I've done radio debates. What, what I am seeing, and all due respect to all of my colleagues in the business, but it really seems to be the television debates that make the biggest difference. It's just a fact. And Helena folks demonstrated still the importance of that. And you are seeing different instances of that. And nothing against the medium. It's not. Like I said, I've hosted 
I've done Senate debates. I've done congressional debates. I've done gubernatorial debates. I've done different types of radio debates. But in this day and age, the thing that really people seem to expect video, unless there was some kind of an exchange, I don't know. I think the McKee people recognize there is the benefit to a radio debate will be demonstrated by Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, which is you can't see the person reading directly from their notes. It is different on television. It's different on television where then you can see that they're reading. And Governor McKee has been reading a lot from his notes. But I believe there's a benefit. I used to get this with having people on, public officials. Uh, A great example I learned was Ed Inman. He was appointed Secretary of State when Langevin left for Congress. The guy would never come in studio. You know why? Because as he was sitting at his desk on speakerphone, Doing a radio interview with me, his staff were writing and putting notes in front of him. And they didn't want to do that in a radio studio. So there were certain people, and many times I can detect when you're listening to someone on the who's who's talking on the radio who's reading something. And many times you can even sometimes hear the per- people in the background <laughs> that are giving them notes or typing out whatever, and then they're just reading what is being given to them. Because it's tough to carry on the conversation with the person on the radio and at the same time be with your staff. So right now on this Thursday, October 20th, and it is what Ashley Kalis, I believe, in the next two weeks, (coughs) excuse me, folks, what she needs to do, her campaign, is come up with something That will dominate and more importantly, make the race closer and then Governor McKee can afford to blow off the last debate. Remember, debates are for people that feel the need, like I got to get out there because otherwise I'm going to lose. As Seth Magaziner said, I want to do 20 debates with Alan Fung, meaning because otherwise I'm going to lose to the guy. We know we're behind. When you're ahead, you protect the lead. When you're ahead, you protect the lead. The goal is to win the election. So what the Kalis campaign has to do over the next two weeks is find a way to get, and I don't just mean one station. For instance, Channel 12 is leading with the fact that McKee again got caught lying about the test scores. Folks, do you see a pattern here? You're dealing with someone who is will not hesitate to lie to the media. I repeat, I know it sounds tough. I already had a conversation with someone very close to the key campaign. You know, we don't appreciate you calling him a pathological liar. I, I didn't call him a pathological liar. I'd say his actions, though, he's very fast and loose with the truth. You have to really examine what he says and dissect it because it's like an out. You know, did you see the following? Did I see it? No. And then you find out he didn't see it. He heard it. Or you read it, or whatever the hell. He, this is, Governor McKee has become, it depends on the definition of is this. I don't have the test scores. What did he mean? He meant he didn't have them on him. Listen, the media will only take this so much. I want to once again float out, because more people are talking about it. But I also want to be very clear. It is incumbent upon the campaign, I believe. It is incumbent upon the campaign or the party. Now, I have posted on DePetro.com. This is unprecedented. It is. But I believe it is up to the Republican Party and Ashley Kalis to do something about it. And that is that Governor McKee has a campaign worker with a three hour a day radio show. I, I cannot recall we've ever had anything like that. Doesn't matter that it's low rated. Doesn't matter that people say they don't listen to it. None of that matters. Doesn't matter that it's done by a blowhard. I'm just saying the nature of we haven't in, in this area. And the media is not ignorant to it. But the media is waiting for the Republican Party, Susie Yankee, and or the 
the Kalis campaign to do something about it. Now, I wish no ill will to my former station down the dial. But I believe this is more a Board of Elections ethics complaint that McKee is not reporting an in-kind contribution. And you can read about it. It's on DePetro.com. It defines what an in-kind contribution is. I've already heard from one legal person that said, boy, that sure sounds like it to me, that Governor McKee is not reporting that he has a campaign worker on his staff, his campaign staff, who's basically acting as a surrogate for him on a media outlet. I, I can't recall we've had anything like that before. I know that the way they look at it is that the station, because I've been in this situation, could turn around and say, well, if she wants to come in here and claim equal time and blah, 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 and they, you know, the two Dans are ready, like they're laughing about it, slapping each other on the back, that it would be an interrogation and it's like luring someone into a trap. But I believe that if the Kalis campaign went after McKee, you know, this is the arrangement he has with Pork Boy is exactly, you know, that's the, think how Rhode Island. There's a difference between media bias. There's also a difference between giving opinion. I know that. <clears throat> I give it. It's how I make my living. Giving my opinion on things. But there's a difference, I would argue, a distinction when someone becomes a campaign worker for a campaign. Because ultimately, when you are a campaign worker, and it doesn't matter whether or not you're paid, the question becomes, if you are a campaign worker, you are working for the campaign. And ultimately, thus, working for the governor. Now, there's also, Pork Boy's also a state employee, right? Down at URI, he announces, time out. Welcome to the Ryan Center, blah, blah, blah. I, You know, that sounds like a state job. But I want to remind, this, this to me is incumbent on the Kalis campaign and or the Republican Party. Because it's very clear the McKee people are going to try to get away with it if they can. This is not the norm. I recognize they. someone might say, I don't want to annoy the radio station. I get that. I don't want to. I, I get that. And they're counting on that, as a matter of fact. This is a matter of this goes beyond opinion. This highlights the people's worst instincts about media bias. I think it does. Imagine that as a story on Channel 10 or Channel 12. Who would run with it if she did a press conference? Calling out Governor McKee for not reporting an in-kind contribution. And then Channel 10 or Channel 12. Dan York is working for the McKee campaign. How do you think that would resonate amongst, it would be a very popular story. It would be the dominating story. And just the average person would say, that's wrong. You can't be, that is so, see, look at the press. Look at the bias. Two guys, two white guys, older, laughing, laughing at her, trying to pull one over on her. This goes beyond, they have ventured beyond the territory of, I think this person is good. I think that person is good, right? There's a difference of, I think Alan Fung would be better in Congress than Seth Magaziner. You're, he's working for the campaign. If you're working for the campaign, you're following orders from the campaign. Who's the campaign for? Him. But I believe they're leaving a very easy to understand story that would also, Governor McKee would be forced to talk about it. Governor McKee would be forced to answer questions about it. What would the radio station do? Panic. Go in the foxhole. Not answer anything. Won't return calls. Blah, blah, blah. But an in-kind contribution throws the focus onto McKee. And he wouldn't have a good answer. It would highlight it. And Pork Boy, I am telling you, I mean, the guy is hated. He is a fathead. I know that Channel 10 wouldn't hesitate on the story. I know Channel 12, he has been taking shots at Tim White and Ted Nisi. I don't believe they would hesitate from it. 
But this is one of those things. The ball has been tossed into the Kalis camp. During the course of different campaigns, there are different things that come out. And the campaigns have to try to figure out, is that something to go after? Sometimes it pans out, sometimes it doesn't. The ultimate thing is, is it, to me, is it easy to understand and will it resonate? Is that something, someone who really doesn't pay attention, doesn't really read the newspaper, doesn't follow politics that much, but maybe they watch. They watch Channel 10 or 6 or 12 and they're seeing a story that a very unpopular, loudmouth, fathead who's now a campaign worker. I think they would see it as like an investigative report, like they found out he got caught volunteering for the campaign. I think it would be. It's one of those stories that would get picked up, <coughs> excuse me, because of the unusual nature of it. But this comes down to the party in Kalis. It does. Um, we highlighted it, and I want to give credit. It was an attorney that mentioned it to me. It was someone that's run for office who is an attorney that said, boy, that's, that, falls, that falls on McKee to almost report an in-kind contribution. And they were arguing that what's really unfair is that the fact that Kalis, Ashley Kalis, doesn't have a campaign worker who's given free access to the airwaves to act as a surrogate for her. So I recognize that um, I think that both York and McKee, they think, oh, okay, do you want... They think, you know, they always try to be a step ahead. They think, oh, do you want equal access? Guess what? Come on in, Ashley, right? Come right in, said the spider to the fly. Step into my web. They think they're, said they're so slick they're setting of a, a trap. But the difference is the in-kind contribution, which is a non-monetary contribution, and whether or not it's being reported. Now. I am going to talk about this education thing because it is important and it goes to a larger effort. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, it's brought to you by Matthews Energy Company. Now, listen, if you would like to save money, and this is not solar, by the way, but on your electricity or natural gas, Matthews Energy Company, you start off with a $50 credit, give them a call and ask them. If they can save you money, 401-942-7500, 401-942-7500, they're based in Cranston, Matthews Energy Company, $50 credit. Hey, as we know, utilities, natural gas is going up. They will save you money. It's worth the phone call, 401-942-7400. Celebrating 90 years of service, four generations, Matthews Energy Company. Well, folks, good afternoon at 1234. This Channel 12 story, I think it is explosive. The story to me that Channel 12 is exposing is it says more, I think, about the machinations of how Governor McKee operates. It's less about how important is it. For people to see poor test scores. I think if played right, the Kalis campaign, folks, right now at 1235 on this Thursday, you have to ask yourself, how happy are you with the direction of the state? We, you're watching government, which is basically puppet on a string. There are two guys that are running the state. I know some people, you know, they believe the deep state. They believe there are people, the shadow government going after President Trump, the shadow government that's running Biden. In this state, it is actually true. And there are three guys that have their hooks, claws into Governor McKee. And it's three names that a lot of people wouldn't get, but they, they, they call the shots. They, ha- they are on you know, the direct line. When George D. AFL-CIO president, when Nee and Michael Sabatoni, laborers, and Bob Walsh, NEA Teachers Union, when they call McKee, when they call Governor McKee, he better pick up the phone. And when they say jump, 
The only thing they want to hear back is how high. Now, I was at URI on Monday night. And who was sitting right in the front row? There he was. George Nee. And someone just sent me a... um, (laughs) Well, there you go. Um, Someone said, on his show yesterday, York mentioned Providence Picture Frame, one of his clients. It happened to be where the mayors had their event yesterday. That's not a coincidence. They wanted to have an event uh, in North Providence. So, of course, they picked it up. Brand, I'm going to mention it to Brandon Bell. I, I'm just wondering what they're waiting for. When someone's a campaign worker, it's, it's crossed over. But I want to, this, what I'm going to tell you right now, folks, is one of those things that not everybody's going to get it. But this Saturday, October 22nd, listen to the way this release is written. Governor Dan McKee will join Marty Walsh, Secretary of Labor. General Treasurer Seth Magaziner, Senator Jack Reed, and members of, quote, organized labor at a campaign rally to get out the vote for the Democrats up and down the ticket. Walsh is the U.S. Secretary of Labor, former mayor of Boston. So then it goes, Providence, Saturday, who, where, when, what? Who will be there? The first name mentioned. Now think of who I just named. Think of the people I just named. The first name listed, who will be there? George Nee, Rhode Island AFL-CIO president. The second name, Governor Dan McKee. The third name, Senator Jack Reed. This is all under the who. The fourth name, General Treasurer Seth Magaziner, candidate for Congress. The fifth name, Michael Sabatoni, nailed in Johnson for the DUI, Raimondo's cousin, Rhode Island Building Trades president. The sixth name, Mayor-elect Brett Smiley. Look at who's above. They have knee above McKee, Reed, and Magaziner. (laughs) Where? Roger Williams Park Carousel. Elmwood Avenue. When? This Saturday, 10 o'clock. The rally will precede the Rhode Island Building, Traber, and Labor Movement. Big walk, blah, blah, blah. This is all hands on deck. We need to get Magaziner in Congress. That's what that is. But it shouldn't be lost on people. You know, there, there is a pecking order to things, right? Think of when they list like there's going to be a fundraiser and it's the host committee and a chairperson and blah, 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 blah. Um, hey, Providence Picture Frame, here's a question. What did they get out of yesterday? That was a campaign event. That's an in-kind donation to them. Happens to be one of Pork... I didn't realize that. Good pickup on that. One of Pork Boy's um, sub sponsors. But folks, when, when you are... You know, it's the old thing. When, you, when you're... The, the McKee people, you've seen. This, he is willing to do anything to win. I'm not even convinced he's calling the shots. The guy's under tremendous pressure. That doesn't... And I also want to be very clear at 1240... It doesn't mean he doesn't have a nice family, by the way. It doesn't mean he doesn't have a nice mother, who I find delightful. I'm envious. I wish my mom lived to 94. Unfortunately, she passed away at age 90 but lived a full life. It doesn't mean it doesn't have, you know, the first lady. I haven't really met her or seen her, but, you know, seems very delightful. Doesn't, doesn't seem like they don't have a nice, charming story. I think he said, the governor said his son directed the video. i you know, I mean, those kids must be so proud. His daughter, obviously, very talented, gifted voice. Uh, got on the voice. I heard NDC. I heard the voice really like the fact that it could be the governor of Rhode Island child is one of the contestants. But um, we'll see how that plays out. But in, in you know, and, and again, I wish no will. They'll will in any way. They think how proud they are. Their dad is the, you know, the governor of the state. But at this point, as I've told you, he is along for the ride. I mean, I just gave you the three names of the guys that are there. This is the ultimate Wizard of Oz man behind the curtain. And I I think the Kalis campaign, I mean, I think you need to highlight that. And I'll tell you why. If there was a commercial, you know, this this the um, the scene in the the sound of music where they they um, and Maria helps them where they do the, you know, with the marionettes, right? Lonely goat turtle, and the whole thing. 
um, where they're up on the stairs and then the captain and the baroness and they put on the show and the kids are all singing and they do the marionettes with the lonely goater and so forth. If they had a cartoon almost of pencil sticks and they had McKee as literally a puppet on a string and Bob Walsh and me and Sabatoni, because folks, that is who's dictating. And that's the part that it, I think it may be too inside for the Kalis campaign. But what it would do is they wouldn't like it, right? The, the backroom union bosses. And they would send him out to knock and defend the ad. But it would be different because make no mistake, they're the ones that told him you're going to appeal that truck toll. They told him that. Folks, like I told you, it's good fellas, right? <coughs> you make Paulie the partner. Guess what? Because of the truck tolls, that means we get $45 million a year, untouched, boom, direct pipeline. You make Paulie the partner. Then, hey, business bad, blank you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire, blank you, pay me. They don't care. They told him, okay. So the judge knocked it down. Now appeal it. Hey, listen, either way. We get our $45 million. I don't, we, we, I'll, we'll even be more direct with you. We don't even care where it comes from. We don't care where you have to take it from. We're getting $45 McKee may have gone to them and been like, well, that's over. The ju- No, appeal it. <clears throat> that's why, folks, if there's anyone that doesn't think, I mean, you think you can trust this crowd? Governor McKee can't even give a straight answer on when test scores are being released. What do you think is going to happen when there's a budget shortfall? They don't take cuts. You don't cut them. No, 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 no. No, you take it out of your end. Hey, you know what they would say? Start tolling cars. You think we care? Don't you get it, pal? You're along for the ride. No, no, no. He is Fitz in the the movie The Irishman, right? With um, Al Pacino and... No, no, no. He is totally along for the ride at this point. Listen, they would, they would, I've already been told, let's just say they start tolling cars. They will hand out certain devices that everyone at the state house, the union people, the politically connected, they'll all get devices so their cars don't get tolled. I mean, it's, it's always an insider deal. Some of the people in the Providence City Council that are going along with the Superman building, you know what the, the um, coincidence is going to be? You know what's going to be amazing? Is just on sheer coincidence, they're going to be on the list to get the low-income luxury apartments. Can you imagine how that works out? Everything's a deal. It doesn't matter how big or how small. But I think that would be an effective ad. Where you show, because if you, because who, who do you think it was so symbolic, the night of the commerce meeting, the AFL-CIO gave their endorsement to Governor McKee. He walked into that chamber of um, the uh, Rhode commerce meeting. Who did he sit next to? George Nee. Now, I heard uh, Carl with Vibeco. They said to him, folks, remember, they don't. They don't fool around. They said to him, listen, do you, do you want to have the unions infiltrating your business? Carl Wadstein, right? You want to have the unions? Do you want us at your door? Is that what you want? Do you want us to get down and cause holy hell? And we'll get some union people organizing your workers? You don't like that? Then here's what you're going to do. You're not going to vote. Period. End of story. What part of this don't you understand? If you vote on this project, we're going to unionize your business and put you out of business. Do I make myself clear? And I ain't no band leader. <clears throat> what did Carl Weinstein? Oh, I'm not voting. Oh, I, I, uh, I don't have enough information, so I'm not going to vote. Really? Well, there were other people that had the same amount of information, and they did vote. Mike McNally, uh, Bonanno, some others. They had, everybody got the same amount of information. Carl Weinstein, oh, I, I don't have enough information. Huh, isn't it odd? No union in his company. I hate to think that he's trading his vote on commerce in order to keep the unions at bay. 
Now, he took a powder on that. And Bill Stone, hey, everybody has their price, right? Everyone has their price. So McKee voted. What a shock. No way. He voted in favor of Rhode Island building the most expensive minor league soccer stadium in the country. Boy, I didn't see that one coming. On the same day that he got the endorsement from old boss Nee in the AFL-CIO, governor had the tie-breaking vote. Yes. You think, I mean, that wasn't a coincidence. That's what they did. It's you don't have to vote for it. Just don't vote. I don't have enough information. I'm not voting. Boom. Get out of jail free card. And that super scam building is a joke. $220 million. It'll be a $300 million building. Someone asked me, who do you think is going to be on the hook for the rising cost of the stadium and the Superman building? I said, look in the mirror. Do you think McKee's, they're not taking it out of their end. They'd say to McKee, you take it out of your end. He is along for the ride. He is the restaurant owner in Goodfellas. Steal everything out of the back. And at the end, what did they do? Boom, burn the restaurant, collect on the insurance. Folks, he is completely along for the ride. He had two options. Either shut his mouth, make a deal with the devil, go along for the ride, or he was going to get knocked out of the primary. He chose this path. He picked his poison. And he is totally along. But they are unending demands. I've heard they are constantly on his cell phone. And if he doesn't answer right away... Then they call one of the staff and they, hey, they, what, what's going on? Those guys are calling you. They call them the three wise men. Hey, one of the wise men tried to call you. What happened? Oh, I, I was given a speech. I put, wow, you better answer that phone. And we know how he feels about people calling, calling him when he's giving a speech. <laughs> yeah, he was very adamant. Hang up on, <clears throat> hang up on them. Hang up on Helena. He wouldn't do that if Walsh was on the other line. He wouldn't have done that if Sabatoni was was on the phone. He wouldn't have done that if Nee was calling him a Crowley. So what did he hang up on? He took it out on Helena what he'd like to do to the wise men or the puppeteers. Folks, he gives me no joy. No joy in, in explaining and telling you this stuff. But no one else is. This is insanity. I get it. She's new. I get that. She's learning the ropes. At least she's not corrupt. At least we're not going to inherit all these corrupt deals. It's worth the gamble. We already know where this is going. I've seen this movie. I've seen it. And it, it could still end up with him in handcuffs. Oh, that's right. I forgot. He's an innocent guy. Even though there's an FBI probe. Oh, that's right. You know, I forgot. Everybody at the ACI is innocent. I keep forgetting that. It's all a complete misunderstanding. By the way, he would be in the federal system, so Governor McKee would be at Wyatt, which is in Central Falls. Selfishly, selfishly, as a friend of mine said to me, selfishly, wouldn't it be great for the program, for meaning my show? For all, when I'm going to do a one after dark or do a breaking news live stream outside as the FBI is arresting Governor McKee, as a friend of mine said, what, wouldn't that be? Yeah, selfishly, yes. That would be very good for the program, but it, it, it's the, I mean, it is the death knell for the state. It absolutely is. I think Kalis is the protest vote. Someone wrote today, I'm thinking doing a write-in. That A write-in is like not voting. And these three other people, that the protest vote is Kalis. If you want to say blank you, to all the crooks at the Statehouse, the den of thieves that have run amok, adding all these jobs, all the insiders, all their bonuses, oh, we're going to give state troopers 3000 each to wear the body cam. Yeah, because that makes sense. If you want to do the ultimate blank you, then it's a vote for Ashley Kalis. Because McKee, you know, I don't think he started out this way, but boy, he learned quick. 
right? He learned quick. If you've ever seen the movie The Town, <clears throat> the guy that runs the flower shop, when he's talking to Ben Affleck, that tough story, Fergie, about the mother, and says, you ever geld a horse? There's two ways, geld a horse. <clears throat> the substance way or the other way, you know? And with you, and he, I mean, that is a brutal scene. Where he says, oh, she doped up good and proper. It's, it's one way or the other. So that's how they treat it. However he got there, he's there. And they don't fool around. They don't. Hey, they, Chafee, they felt Chafee double-crossed them. How many terms did he do? No way. They threw Chafee overboard. <laughs> and brought in Clay Pell. You see, they're, they're not the smartest crowd. Make no mistake about it. Angel Tavares would have won that primary one-on-one matchup against Raimundo. Angel Tavares, the mayor of Providence, he would have won that primary. But Clay Pell dragged him out. Then it was two guys against Raimundi, and then we know how that worked out. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. 1524 Atwood Avenue with Johnson, also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich. AtMed Urgent Care, outpatient health care facility, ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment services, immunization, school and sports physicals. And right now, COVID is bouncing back, whether people like it or not. Walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries. AtMed Urgent Care, because they offer mononuclear antibody infusions at med urgent care online at med urgent care.net well folks good afternoon right now it's 12 53 uh the the race right now i will admit with ashley kalis yeah it would be good if she had lived here for a while and she is an outsider you know someone was saying to me yeah but she just i was saying that I was saying that when we first heard words she was going to run. I admit, I was saying, I said, this is like a tourist. This is like someone like bought a house in Newport, liked it here and said, now I think I'm going to be governor. But now, that was then, this is now. I, I am, maybe I should be, but I am surprised that Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee has gone down the path that he has gone down. Because he did not, in fairness, in fairness to myself, he didn't, he didn't have that reputation when he was Mayor of Cumberland. He, it is true. Well, he did start those mayoral academies. But suddenly he's standing, you know, that is the ultimate. That was then, this is now. Then he's standing outside the polling place with Pat Crowley. Suddenly he's got Bob Walsh defending him on, on, uh, on social media. This, this, Ashley Kalis was very good on stage when she said, I don't think Mayor McKee would recognize Governor McKee. But what you need to understand, I don't expect you to understand everything about this situation with the test scores. But you're an adult. You pay taxes. There are people that get bad news. You can handle bad news. It's only fair to give people accurate news and not try to spin it. How many people listening right now got a phone call that a loved one passed away, that a loved one had cancer, that, that someone, yourself, or someone lost a job? Right? You're, you're an adult. You, you, you are entitled to get when there's bad news. And what Governor McKee did in this situation was they got bad news in the form of education test scores. And they got them the day before the Democrat primary. And he decided to hide them. He was afraid it would cost him the primary. And then they got cute and said they're actually not going to be ready until after the general. They started down a path of deception. He stood on the Channel 12 debate stage and said, I don't have them. We found out they did. Then he tried to throw and did throw the education commissioner under the bus. 
and said, if she needed help, she should have asked me. And then we found out she did put in that she needed jobs for people to decipher and take out this information. And they were not included in his budget. Do you know how easy it would have been? Do you know how many people got jobs up at the state house or anywhere else because he and his friends put in? How many people have jobs at Capital TV and some of these other BS jobs? Or at the very least, explain to her, you don't need a full-time person for this. We'll do, it's an emergency, we need temporary workers, we'll put it out there. The bottom line is, they were in no hurry to get the information out. And so what they did was ultimately, he decided to say, you know, the dog ate my homework. We don't have it. They never asked. I didn't know. Blah, blah, blah. All to conceal bad news from you because he thought selfishly that would impact his election. That, I mean, that is not public trust. He's not building trust with the public and he's not building trust. He's not building trust with the media either. Now, right now, the McKee people, they are so angry at Channel 12. And Channel 12's out to get them, and blah, 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 and the media's out. He doesn't, he doesn't look at the fact that this is a self-inflicted wound. The people have a right. You have a right to know. What, where, where, where more does this go? How far do they take this? <clears throat> if, if, if He's hiding the subpoenas. There is a pattern here of abuse. It's abuse of power. And I also, by the way, come back to that CD2 debate. I wish someone had asked Seth Magazine, and nothing against Tim White and Ted Nisi. But Seth Magazine is standing on the stage. I vouch for Jim Landry. If Landry's getting 30% returns on his stock trades, how come you don't have him in the general treasurer's office? Why doesn't he get those, those returns for the state of Rhode Island? Maybe you guys should try to switch jobs. Maybe Landry should have run for general treasurer. What is he doing that you and all your experts aren't doing? General Treasurer Seth Magazina, they're trying to get they're trying to get 10% returns and they're not getting that. Landrin's turning 30% returns. Gee, how's he doing that? Insider trading, insider information. I wish that had been asked. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, and it's brought by Propane Plus. Now listen, on this Thursday, for all your propane needs in Massachusetts, heating and cooling, call Propane Plus 508 252 3359 in Rhode Island 401. 401- 885-4209. Three generations are available 24-7 online billing. It's Propane Plus, and they have a very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com. Propaneplus.com. Just type in your zip code, residential or commercial. Well, folks, it's 1259. I will be doing Facebook Live later. We have another full hour. Here's the good news. We have another full hour to go on the radio show. The power hour is next. We're going to break. For the one o'clock news. And then another hour to go. You can listen AM 1380, 99.9 FM, or you can listen online at the website, dpetro.com. We'll be back on the other side after the one o'clock news.